the Lehigh Valley's first ever high-end business leader-driven magazine. Network Magazine. Connecting leaders, creating business. Network Magazine covers accounting, banking, and finance, insurance, legal, medical, political, real estate, and technology from industry-leading contributors. Online, mynetworkmag.com. This is the Network Magazine Podcast. Podcast. Hello, Network Magazine listeners. This is David Olson with Walton Consulting, one of the Network Magazine business partners. And we are here for another podcast at Steve Mittman Social Media Studios. Great to be with you here again, Steve. We have a special guest with us today, Nina Tulio, one of our writers from our winter 2016 issue. She wrote a great piece about leadership, and um, we're going to talk to her about it. And I say we, because we have another guest in the studio, a new member on the Network Magazine team, Erin Galupo, who is uh, working with us, and we're excited about having her on board, and she's probably going to ask Nina a few questions as well. So Nina, great to see you. Thanks for uh, spending time this afternoon, this rainy afternoon, to talk about what you wrote for the magazine. And um, I'm going to ask you some questions, but uh, before we do that, why don't we let the listeners hear a little bit about your background? So, you know, maybe when you came to Lehigh Valley, what you were doing before you came to Lehigh Valley? Um, so, well, thank you for having me. Um, it's great to be here. And um, I have been, I mean, I've been in the beauty industry pretty much my whole life. Um, I've been in the Valley. I've, I've born and raised in Bethlehem. And um, I did briefly move away to West Palm Beach to um, start a venture in uh, some salon partnering. Um, I was only gone a year and I'm, I've been back for 10 years. And that's when I started my business, Anthony Ashley, which is a full service hair salon. And we just celebrated our 10 years in business in January. Congratulations. And that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. A, it is a big deal. And it goes by really fast. So um, I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of great mentors. Uh, I have had a lot of great people surrounding me. Um, and um, I just like to share, you know, some of my information and my knowledge and what I've learned and kind of pass it pass it along. Well, what I liked about your article is <clears throat> the, the title is called Women and Leadership. And so as a, as a woman leader, you were trying to share some of the things that you've learned over the years to other women that are in the business mm-hmm. community. However, uh, as any of our readers would, would take time and read this, and, and even as I have it in front of me, it's pretty much applies to anybody, man or woman, who wants to grow in their ability to be a better leader. Absolutely. So, so it was fabulous in that part. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, let me <laughs> let me ask you a couple of questions, and then sure. and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Aaron and let her jump in. Um, one, one of the points that you made was the importance of great leaders um, really kind of having this team com- concept where they're acting as coaches and encouragers. And what I wanted to ask you is, how do you, as a leader, learn that? Do you feel like that's something that you just naturally have, or have you witnessed it? Um, have you read about it? I mean, how that's a hard thing to just all of a sudden, oh, I'm a coach, and I'm going to be is. able to act like a coach. It is hard to learn. And I think it's kind of one of those things that is already instilled in you. Um, naturally, I think if you're a leader, you naturally want to help and encourage others. The whole coaching aspect of it, yes, it comes, you know, there are tips and tools and things that you really need to just coach someone. You just can't sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to do today. I mean, you really have to have a plan and you have to have goals and things in mind in place too. But I, like I said before, I, I've had great mentors who really were coaches to me. And I've taken a lot of what they have taught me 
and um, I have applied it to my own business model. And just because I'm a nurturer by nature, um, I think that's the way that I run my business. I love to help other people in general, not just women, but, you know, I work with women. So um, I just really love to watch them grow and flourish and really inspire them. But that's that's part of my that's part of who I am. Right. I think as a leader, that is in that is ingrained in you. That's part of being a leader. Right. You know, you do have to learn the coaching aspect of it, though. You know, there are things that you can there's books you can read and things that you can really do spend time with great other coaches as well, and which I have. Um, but I think as a leader, you you really have that in, in you. So it sounds like there's there's a combination where part of it is your own DNA. But then there's another part where in your case, you had somebody, other people in your life come and coach and mentor you. And so really it was something that was passed on. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's, that's a great reminder on how important it is that if we have some level of leadership in us, that we need to be really a good steward with that skill set and that gift Absolutely. and pass it on to other people. Mm -hmm. I agree. Aaron, do you have any questions as you went through the article for Nina? Actually, I do. After um, going off the coaching um, point that you made up, uh, one of the questions I had was, what sort of team building tactics have you found that work best um, in growing and inspiring your team to be the best that they can be? So I really do. It's all individually based. I can't just look at my team as a whole because each of them is, they're all made up differently. Um, some of them are a little bit more conservative. Some are a little bit more quiet. They need to come out of their shell a little bit more. Um, and everything goes at a different rate. So, um, you know, you have to know your people, know your team, and you have to understand their personalities and how they right. work, what motivates them. You know, it's really all finding out about them individually and finding out what makes them tick. As far as the things that I do, I mean, we do a lot of, um, it's almost like counseling in a way. I mean, it is coaching, but, you know, we do a lot of um, what their core story is, uh, going back to their childhood and things that maybe could be holding them down or suppressing their personality or allowing them could be holding them back from being their best. So we go back all the way to childhood and, and talk about nothing hair. You know, it doesn't really even have a lot to do with hair. Mm. Um, and then pushing them along the way, setting goals. We're really big with vision boards. You know, everybody has their own goals for the year. We check them off as we go. We also have our own vision boards, which um, if you don't are not familiar with that is, but, you know, they pick their pictures and they cut things out of magazines and things that they really want to do and achieve for the year. And, um, you know, always pointing out things that they do well, but also things that they can do well on is, you know, not just always giving them positive reinforcement, but saying, hey, you know what, I think we can maybe do this a little bit differently. You know, there's constructive criticism and then there's positive reinforcement and it's walking that balance in that line every day. Um, and again, knowing your people, knowing your team. When you talked about knowing your team to the level where you go back and talk about childhood and things like that, is that something that you do one on one as a leader that's investing in your people or are you are you suggesting that you're more formal and you have like group meetings and where you unpack this? I mean, what level do you do that at? So I typically, we have group meetings every month, but that's just to talk about, you know, everyday things within the salon and things that we can prove on, improve on in customer service. Um, when it goes deeper into that level of coaching, when we talk about childhood and things um, that could affect us and baggage and things like that, those are always one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do them right away. Sometimes I start with an employee after they've been with me for three, four, five months. Sometimes it, it takes a whole year for me to get to that point with them because I have to know if they're ready. They have to be mature enough to handle 
all of this information um, and they have to understand how serious it is. So the one-on-one meetings, typically, um, I try to do once a week. It depends on how fast they're moving along. I give them homework. You know, I give them things to do, um, positive affirmations, things to do in front of the mirror, post-it notes, all of that kind of stuff to, in you know, build their confidence within themselves because that has to do with them being a better mom, a better stylist, a better wife. Mm. Um, so it's not just working, you know, technically in the salon, but it's really getting them to be the best person they could be. And that's all that's one on one stuff. And that's very confidential things that we wouldn't share, you know, obviously with each other. Right, right. Um, actually, something kind of going off of that, too. Last time we spoke, um, you had mentioned a lot of workshops that they go to as well. How mm-hmm. does that tie into what you just um, touched on, uh, you know, developing them as a whole as a stylist, et cetera? Sure. Um, we do a lot of workshops technically. So there's, you know, we do a lot of Aveda. We have people coming in from Surface. You know, we do a lot of technical training, haircuts, colors, balayage, all of the new trends. Um, but as far as, you know, personal stuff, you know, we have, you know, I've brought intuitive counselors in, you know, I've sent them to work with other people, people who I have worked with and still continue to work with. Um, and it's a lot of reading. You know, I give a lot of books and things for them to read, things that I've read that I feel would be um, helpful in, in their growth. Uh, so it's always, it's the balance of doing and working with their technical, but also working on themselves themselves as a person. So they kind of go hand in hand. And again, it ranges. Yeah, and you said in your article <clears throat> that you um you'd like to find people that um want to invest in themselves. So how do you know that about somebody? How how can you tell that somebody has a personality where they want to invest in themselves, especially early on in the hiring process? It is hard, and I've made I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been doing this a long time, um, but I have to say that I use my intuition. I've learned a lot to listen to myself. Um, I'm good with reading people. Uh, you get a good feeling, you know, when you meet people. You either really are going to click with them or not. But honestly, they have to work with you for a couple months. I can always tell within the first three months if they are going to. Um, apply themselves and they are going to invest in themselves or not. You know, I'll give them little things to do here and there to see how they respond. Um, And if they respond well, then I know that they're invested and they want to spend the time on themselves and they want to grow. Um, And if they don't, then I kind of, you know, I have to reassess the situation. You know, it all depends. Like I've said, I've made a a lot of mistakes, but um, it's a, it's a learning process, you know, and with doing this for 10 years, I think I've, I've really learned to trust myself. That's the most important thing and trust my gut and my intuition when I'm hiring and interviewing someone. So you said you made a number of mistakes. <laughs> yes. Do we get to hear one of uh, one of your leadership mistakes, like reflect back and say, boy, that's something I'm going to remember as a leader, so I don't do that again? Um, I would say because I am kind and I'm a giver and I'm a fixer, Um, I tend sometimes to, and I have given a lot more than what they have invested in themselves because I want them to succeed so badly that I, I try and try and try instead of listening to myself and knowing, you know what, this isn't going to work. They're not invested. They're just not meant to be a part of the team and that's okay. Um, I've learned that I've pushed a little bit more and given a little bit too much. And, um, you know, I've learned from that and really, again, just started to listen to myself. So I think the most important thing as a leader is that we have to know that as much as we give, the employee, the person that's with you also has to meet you halfway. And I find myself saying that a lot. 
you know, listen, I don't mind helping you and doing all of these things for you, but you've got to meet me halfway. And um, that's been working out a lot better. Wonderful. Well, thank you for uh, sharing a little bit about things that you've learned along the way. And we appreciate the time that you've given us this afternoon. Absolutely. Aaron, do you have thank any you. final questions for Nina? Um, I actually have one more question kind of um, going into uh, the year in 2016. Where do you see the salon going from here on out? So we're still growing um, and we're doing, you know, we're in a transition right now. You know, I am, um, I've been working in, in my business for the past 10 years and now I'm going to be transitioning and working on my business. That's another, you know, it's a big thing as a leader. Sometimes you have to remove yourself. So I won't be cutting hair as, you know, starting April 1st. Um, so that's a big shift. I have two new stylists that have come on. They've only been with me uh, less than three months. So that's another thing um, that's kind of new. They're doing really well. They have spent a lot of time working on themselves and I think that they're going to do really well. So now I can focus on growing the business, coaching my team more. Um, I'm not being pulled in so many directions. So I think this is going to be a really uh, great year of growth for my team and for, you know, for the business as well. So I'm actually very, very excited about this this year upcoming. Well, it sounds very exciting and uh, a new challenge, but sounds like you're really poised and ready for this next opportunity for your your business. That's great. And we really appreciate you being a part of the magazine. Thank you very much. It's been great. uh, Thank you. We look forward to seeing you at uh, some of our next upcoming events. Issue number four, which is spring 2016, is going to be hitting the, uh, the, the streets the first week of April. So be looking out for that. We're going to have some uh, advertisements up on Adams Outdoor. It's also going to be reminding people that the magazine's getting ready to hit hit the press. So look forward to seeing you, our viewers, and our our listeners, actually, in the near future. Thank you again, Nina and Aaron. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. Check out Network Magazine at MyNetworkMag.com. There you'll find the latest issue, along with all things social media. MyNetworkMag.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com.